0: presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. 30 years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring... Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer, George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach, Watson Brown, and young guns, Billy Derrick and Michael Sendrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster.
1: Again, everybody, welcome in on a hot Tuesday afternoon. And frankly, our show is going to be hot as well. Watson Brown is going to have incredible analysis at 420 of yesterday's debacle up in Buffalo. You're going to want to hear that. At 5 o'clock, Tony Basilio. Sports Talk Show host out of Knoxville to preview the most hyped-up Tennessee football game in a long time. The Gators and the Vols, Saturday at Neyland Stadium. 520, will open up the phone lines. We will also release all the info that you need to know about the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. It is going to happen, so I guess we call it our second annual. With that in mind, let's head up to the Plateau. Say hello to Coach Watson Brown. Watson, how are you,
2: George? I'm doing good. I've got to get
1: I've got to get my wife Brenda practicing
2: a little bit. We got to get we're getting closer to bowling night, and I got to have
1: her at her best. She's my A player. Her best was 168 a year ago.
2: I think that's right.
1: Yeah, not I mean, bad at all. That's from. For a- Older young lady that has not bowled, and you had to be real careful. Twenty years, I'm a little
2: careful with that one. Yes,
1: good move. That's a a very good
2: move with that one.
1: Okay, Billy. A year ago, you were in college during the old bowling event. This year, you will be an eight o'clock celeb.
3: Good luck. You had to throw me in the eight o'clock slot. Well, no, eight o'clock
1: is. You know, th- there's one group that really wants to be early. There's another group that wants to be a little later.
3: No, I'm excited. I, I don't care where I am, George. I wish I could have been there last year. But I got to ask you, Watson, any advice before I walk into this uh, this bowling tournament? I mean, what, what do I need to know?
2: Just make sure you brought your tough skin with you because <laughs> oh, you're, you're liable to catch a little grief if you're not bowling very well. You're liable to catch a little grief, even if you are bowling well.
1: To be very honest. <laughs> either way, if you don't way. have a sense of humor, this is not your event. No, Th- there was more laughter, more lies, some uh-huh. beer. Uh, it was. It. It is probably the most fun charity event I've ever put on, and I have put on some doozies over the years. But this one was really fun. I'm excited.
2: I, the one thing I'll say, and I know we got to get going. I'm next to Norman Jordan and his group bowling, and I'm with with uh, Daryl Denson and and Blair Durham and and Brenda and I. And Norman's group don't show, <laughs> so Norman Norman bowls for all four of them. <laughs> So by the end of the day, the ball
3: was a out.
2: I mean, he just kept. I looked over and said, "Dang, Norman, are you?" He said, "I'm bowling for all of them." I'm going.
3: Oh, so we we maybe shouldn't shouldn't expect Norman this time around because his arm fell. oh no, he's
2: tough. Norman will be there. Absolutely,
3: he'll, be, he'll, he'll be, there.
2: be there. I think the first round we bowled twice, and the first round they were there and they had to leave for something. So Norman just decided. I'll I'll bowl the second round all four of them. And by the time that was over, you can imagine he was war flat out.
1: <laughs> Terry McCormick will be put on the spot here. Uh not for his uh not for his daily Titans update. Terry, I assume you are accepting the invitation for this year. Oh,
4: sure. It was a great time last year. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. You're six to eight P. M. Yes. Yes. Okay, you'll be and on the, some big of the fun. Board as uh you know as watson kind of noted some of the fun came at your expense george
1: you know what all of you can go shove it (laughs) who were the guilty parties
4: oh pretty much anybody that had on a yellow shirt that night
1: (laughs) (laughs) i love it that's great so okay last night's a disaster we know that injury wise how did they come out of it
4: uh not real good george uh Mike Vrabel said today that they were still evaluating Taylor Lewan. There were some whispers out there that he could have had a season-ending injury out of this deal with that knee injury on the very first offensive play that the Titans had. Uh, Trenton Cannon was lost on the opening kickoff with a knee injury. They also uh, lost Bud Dupree to a hip injury, but Vrabel did say today that he doesn't feel like that is a major injury, so they may have avoided a big problem there. And then Ugo Amati, the uh, Overton product who uh, has been filling in at Nickelback uh, for the Titans uh, in the first couple of games, he went out with an ankle injury. And you saw what happened in in the secondary, especially in the second half, uh, when they were forced to play a lot of young guys who may not have been quite up to the task of facing Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So Terry, let me
1: make sure I've got at least a piece of this correct we don't know yet about taylor lawan kind of where did that end today
4: people said that uh they would still you know be they're still evaluating the situation and that they would you know make some sort of decision now they did not place him on injured reserve today that doesn't mean that they won't put him on injured reserve tomorrow i think they're still uh looking through this and evaluating it, seeing. You know what steps are necessary. So you know, not a lot was revealed in the aftermath of the game. You have your national guys that always do their speculating and and what. But uh, you know, the Taylor Lewan situation. You know, the thing is, if he's lost for the season, that truly could be the end of him as a Titan, unless he you know decides to take a pay cut or something to come back next year because he has a high cap number. He's starting to get up there in age, and the injuries have been starting to catch up with him the last two or three years.
1: Terry, in the past, when this team has had its back against the wall, as they kind of did last night, um, they've always rallied to the cause. Other than the touchdown early that tied the game at 7-7, there was nothing there. How surprised are you by that?
4: A little bit surprised and that's something that i wrote a little bit about today is just the fact that last year you know this team went through 91 players and they were very resilient and they found guys like zach cunningham and buster screen and Dontrell hilliard and deontay foreman off the scrap heap basically and those guys came in contributed played really well uh last night you know when it came time to fill in guys for injuries They just collapsed. The offensive line was terrible, uh, almost from the outset, except for the first couple of drives. And then uh, the defensive line couldn't get any pass rush. The secondary got exposed. Those young guys back there wound up giving up a lot of plays, guys like Trey Avery and Caleb Varley, Roger McCrary. they, They just looked completely overmatched last night, George, in almost every facet of the game.
1: Yeah, which is the real surprise of it because a year ago here was an old-fashioned shootout. Terry, thanks as always for the visit. We'll do it again tomorrow. Get your bowling shoes ready.
4: We'll do that, George. Thanks.
1: Terry McCormick with our Daily Titans update here on the show. Billy, where we go? Hmm. You good, George? Excuse me. Got something caught in the throat. Where do we go to start all this?
3: Well, we go to the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. The Justin Tucker team, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Call them at 615-906-8458. And also Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. And now with two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville and online at SumnerFuneral.com. Sumner Funeral and Cremation, traditional affordable and dignified and George first order of business here in the update number one Dane Jackson has been released from the hospital the Bills received good news this morning regarding cornerback Jackson who was transported to the hospital last night after suffering an ugly neck injury in last night's game good news no neck or spinal cord injuries and he is resting at home so that is really good to hear
1: that is the best news that has come out of this game, Watson. I was really worried when I saw it, and I'm sure you were as well.
2: I, I knew it wasn't a concussion because he didn't get hit directly in the head. He got hit kind of underneath and took his head and neck backwards. So I was worried about neck injury, George, more than anything, and you weren't going to know that. He. The good thing was he had the all movement. Because after he got hit, if you watch the tape, he took his right arm and slammed it down into the turf. Because I think he knew he was done for the night. Uh, but he had strength in that arm and everything. So I wasn't as concerned. The only thing I, that I was waiting on was the, all the MRIs and everything on his neck to make sure there wasn't a broken bone or something in there. So glad that he's okay. And I'll bet you... Uh, he he plays
1: this week, if not this week, it just two weeks for sure. Well, thank God, that's that's some terrific news.
3: What's next? Next piece: uh, the Buccaneers are set to sign veteran receiver Cole Beasley. He's 33 years old, played in Buffalo the past three years, and then seven years in Dallas before that. Uh, so Beasley's still still getting after it. The Bucks have signed him.
1: Yeah, he got, uh, he got caught up in Buffalo in the, I'm not doing the vaccine. And at the end of the year, uh, they basically told him to take a hike. Tampa has got real injury issues right now. Godwin, Julio Jones, honk, if you've heard that one before. And now the, uh, the, the suspension uh, to Mike Evans, they've got receiver depth issues.
2: Yeah, they they do, George, and I think this is a good sign. Miller did not play well. The the little guy that they use as an inside guy quite a bit. They use him both ways in Tampa. They kind of have to now, so they got a little void in there. Even with a guy that was playing it, and I think they, I think this is another Tom Brady move. That's just me. I think Tom walked in and said, bring him in here. We need some older guy. We need an older guy or two of these
1: young people that we're going to play with for a couple of weeks here have no doubt you're right about that. What's item three?
3: Item number three, Cleveland has banned the fan who hit the owner of the team, an organization, Jimmy Haslam, uh, with a bottle during Sunday's 31-30 to loss to the Jets. Uh, as Haslam was walking towards the tunnel following a touchdown from Garrett Wilson, a fan apparently threw a bottle that hit Haslam in the leg. So that fan will no longer be seen in Cleveland.
1: It's what ought to happen. Uh, we, we're reading... One of these stories, basically every Monday after an NFL game, and I I don't know what the answer is, Um, you know, stopping beer sales isn't going to happen. You know, I don't know, but this is the right move.
2: However you can secure it better. Of course, that's the way, but the punishment's huge. I think George, you've got to punish these guys. You got to catch them and punish them to where the guy sitting next to him says, I don't want to get caught in that. Mm-hmm. And so it it slowly stops it just on throwing one out of the league. I, I think that's not strong enough. I would say he couldn't go to any NFL, any NFL game, not just one in Cleveland, but any NFL game when you a, a bottle can kill you. I mean, sure it can. That can kill you. If that hits him in the head instead of the leg, George, he could be laying there dead. That, that's serious, serious stuff, and and it's, it's got to, some way it's got to be controlled.
3: Okay, uh, former Predator hangs it up. Yes, former Predator P.K. Predator, Subban has retired from the NHL following 13 seasons. He also played in Montreal and New Jersey. Uh, he suited up, George, in 834 career games, 115 goals, 467 points. He revealed this as the end of this chapter on Instagram, and he was a free agent as well. Uh, I think some people forget, but really, really good career if it is all over.
1: Well, first of all, he'll end up in a broadcasting career. You can take that to the bank and book it uh, because he's got a charisma about him. He's done some, uh, some work during playoffs. He's pretty good at it. And uh, as a predator, he probably did more than he was appreciated for.
2: I 100% agree with you. I enjoyed watching him play. It seemed like that he got this deal of he's messing up the locker room, George. And, and I I mean,
1: I don't know that we still have proof of that. Um, Oh, I don't think even the closest. Hockey people are very close to the vest. They're as good at that as any sport. They are, and even the ones that are there on a daily basis—and I don't pretend to um, be—I don't think they know.
2: Yeah, but that was—that's what we kept hearing. Is—is why he was gone, and he's also—he'd be a guy to me, personality, a good-looking guy. He may show up on TV. I, I just got a feeling he. Oh, he'll yeah. start the career in that direction, maybe through the in, in NHL some way, maybe just as an actor or whatever, because I, I just got a feeling that's where he'll go.
1: Okay, last story.
3: Last story. Maury Wills has died at age 89, oh, uh, of course, oh, base stealers in baseball history. Uh, he died at his home in Sedona, Arizona, so uh, he was with family members, uh, so that's good for him, but George, I didn't know who he was. I know uh, you were making jokes about that. (laughs) Oh, I don't
2: even – I don't want – my favorite shortstop of all time. I grew up a Dodgers fan because we saw – George knows this. We we watched the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cubs, and the Cardinals. That's all you saw on TV. And mostly the Cubs, the Dodgers, and the Yankees as I was growing up because there wasn't but one game a week. It was called the game of the week. And and uh, so I was a Dodgers fan and I was a shortstop all the way through my time. And and I just loved him. I mean, he's watching him still a base is still a piece of art, in, yeah. my, in my opinion. I say one of the best of all time. I put him in the top 10 for sure. I don't know if his stats show that. That's just the way I felt. And uh, so you're, you missed a good one by being too young. Yeah. Go back and watch
1: some tape. Watch some of the tape tonight on that story because he was the catalyst in a Dodger offense that had very little, but had Sandy Koufax and had some Don Drysdale. They they had great pitching, Claude Osteen. They didn't have a lot of run production, and he was the guy at the top of the order that made their deal go. Who did you
3: say? Who did you say the record that he broke? The stolen base or did somebody Vince break? Coleman
1: broke his record. He stole 104 one year. And then yeah. Coleman got to 118 in the Whitey Herzog era in St. Louis. Gotcha. Anyway, I know we got to go to the break. If you don't ever listen to Watson Brown's Titans analysis, you need to listen today because he's not going to sugarcoat it. He is going to tell you exactly what is going wrong. So stick around, this is Main Street Media Television.
0: Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty.
1: Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs, from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East, and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links.
2: I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer
1: since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to.
7: We have systems at work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time.
1: I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000.
8: This is Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric.com at rockcastlewealth.com. Well, we're back
1: and Let's just call a spade a spade. Last night was a disaster in Buffalo, Uh, a a level of disaster. I didn't see coming. I thought they would play hard. I didn't necessarily think they would win, but it was an out and out disaster. So Watson, uh, obviously your Titans analysis brought to us by the folks at Pennington Distilling Company, and we thank them for the sponsorship. Let's talk about the four things that stood out to you and where you take them. Number one is this no offensive identity, and with it comes some Derrick Henry. Go. Yeah,
2: I'd first say, George, uh, Mike Vrabel, Coach Vrabel's got his hands full. He's going to earn his pay this year because he's got a lot of things to correct. And I didn't see a team that didn't try last night. I saw a team get intimidated in some ways. Um, and so he's got to keep the confidence of the team. I don't know how he handled his press conference, but I would bet you he wants to keep his team up and confident and say, we can correct these things. But behind closed doors, I'm telling you, he's got a lot to handle and a lot to correct. And I think it starts right here. They don't have an offensive identity. They haven't had one really, Uh since Arthur Smith left. And, and I give a little bit to when Derek got hurt, but George, our money is being spent on Derrick Henry and, and our quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. And we don't use either one of them w- the way that we should use them, which is use their talents the best we can. I think last night I saw more running plays different kind of running plays in one game than I saw in a whole season with Arthur Smith. We're running a lot of different stuff. A lot of it is sideways, which is not what Derrick Henry does well. I don't think they took him downhill probably five or six times in the game, in the whole game. And, and the second piece of Derrick, we can't just, throw a play-action pass on first down, which we needed to do last night, it's incomplete and then take him out of the game. We do that too much. We've got to figure out a way to leave him in the game and, and let second and 10 still be first and 10, where you hand him the ball or you play action pass and then throw it down the field. Because I don't care if it's second and 10, you stick the ball out still right now to deck number 22, the whole defense steps up. And, uh, and then the third piece of that to me is use him in the sprint set some. You don't have to just have a receiver out of the backfield. When you can run a draw and a screen to Derrick Henry or hand off a zone play when there's five in the box, that's still a dangerous thing. Let him stay in there with his 250 pounds and double team and help pass protection and throw four wideouts instead of throwing to five people. Not all the time, but some of the time. And then that leads to Ryan Tannehill. What does Ryan Tannehill do best? Play action pass, and when he gets to throw it to one guy. You look at his good throws last night, they were to one guy. And then when it comes to a second receiver, or you have to shuffle twice to get that receiver to come open, he's not near as accurate. So use what Ryan Tannehill does best. Use Derrick Henry. That's where we put all of our money. Part of that problem may be what we're going to get to here in a minute with the offensive line. But we have no identity. We're a grab bag offense right now. And I think Mike Vrabel is in the room. I think he's been in the room. But I think there's going to be a point where they say we got to go back and do what we planned to do when we brought these two kids in. When we signed them, here's way we were going to run our offense. And because of talent or uh, getting cute, our offense has no identity right now.
1: Well, you realize that what you are really saying is what the fans are screaming and yelling about. And that is that Todd Downing is not a very effective offensive coordinator. And without naming him, Watson, that's what you're saying. Well, I'm saying what
2: I've seen has not been good. So I think Mike Vrabel is in that room more than we give him credit for. I think Coach Vrabel is a hands-on dude, and I think he's in there, and he's just got to get his coaches to do what he wants done. Mike's not a guy. I can tell you right now, I, I hadn't heard nothing, but he's not letting him go. He's going to, but he's going to get even more involved. And I'm not, not to the point of calling plays, but to the point of everything, but calling plays, he's going to be in that room more. And Mike Vrabel is not a five wide out sling it ever down. Dude, he is not, he is not a Buffalo bill. He's a Tennessee Titan and he's going to do it the way he wants. And the, and the more he gets into the hole, when things aren't going well, the Mike Brable going to come out. So I'm going to bet I'd bet my house that this week, we're going to see a change back to a more conservative attack offense. If, and we're going to get to the big if, and that's there's pieces in that offense that might not be fixable. George, that also might be part of this problem.
1: Do you think he has a weak spot when it comes to Todd Downing?
2: No, I don't. I think he's, He's a coach's guy, and he's going to stick by his guy. And I think he's he's in there telling him what to do. And and I think he'll stick with him as absolutely long as he can, as long as his offensive coaches do what they tell him to do. And uh, I think he's been in the room. Now I think he's in the room and saying, that we're doing it this way. Lock the I don't door. think there's I'm any hints leaving. anymore. I think he's saying – uh-uh. I'm tired of it. We're doing it this way. And Mike's way is you'll never know that, but I'll bet you that's what's going on.
1: Item number two is even more alarming. Offensive line and wide receivers. Are we good enough? Go. That's
2: that's the part that scares me. All the things we just talked about are correctable. These two things I'm not sure are correctable. Uh, the offensive line to me Doesn't look like anything. What was the two tackles? Kelly uh, was one. And then what was the one before him? Conrad or somebody with a uh, big, strong tackles that played for us. Petite. uh, Petite. tackles now are lighter, better feet, better pass protectors, but they're not just run blockers. We're playing with a 270-pound guard. I hope he's good enough. Uh, But right now, we're not getting the movement inside that we're used to seeing Part of that is the Bills did. They flat crowded the box, man. Oh, my God. They put them up there. You could see nearly 10. You could for sure see eight blue shirts on the TV screen. And so we got to be able to throw those play action passes, George, when they do that and connect on them and don't quit on it so quick. Last night we'd get to, and I'm getting away a little bit, I'm coming back to it, but last night it'd be second and 10. We'd be five wide Keep Derek in there. Keep those tight ends in there, and make it first and ten on second down, and either throw a play action pass or run the ball. So the offensive line is a big concern to me that we don't have the strength we've had. Taylor Lewan is another concern. He is turned into Julio Jones. I'm I'm just telling you the way it is. He doesn't play. He misses a lot of games, and if he's back, he. He's, he's fought this now for two or three years. He's getting on up in age. We've got to fix that. Probably should have fixed it before this year and had a really good third tackle, a really good third tackle. We did that with Ryan Tannehill because we weren't real sure of Marcus Mariota. I think we needed to do it with Taylor one because it's just kind of Julio Jones to me all over again, George. So to me, Taylor is is an issue because he just – I don't think it's not his fault. He just, he can't stay healthy. Our wide receivers, gummit. how in the world, when you think you've got a Super Bowl possibility in this team, do you let A.J. Brown go? You don't hear me get on them very often in coaches and, and general manager. I didn't understand this one from day one, George. <laughs> you've got a Super Bowl possible team here. You've got, an all-American guy that nobody can cover, which our offense needs in the worst way. He threatens us with these big dollars. He wasn't going to not play this year. The only thing he could have done is just not played, right, if we didn't give him the money this year. But instead, we lose our coup and trading, and now we're doing it with a bunch of young guys. And last night, if we had digs on our team, They couldn't have played us like that. But I don't think they're scared of anybody that we have. And, man, that's not Buffalo's way. But they got down in there and said, you ain't handing it to 22 and beating us tonight. It's not happening. And we couldn't do anything about it. These guys could grow up and be really good players. Trayvon made some nice plays last night. But he's not A.J. Brown right now, George. He doesn't make the plays A.J. did. And he doesn't get the respect A.J. gets, which changes philosophy on these defenses, knowing that number 11 was sitting out there and said, man, we can do this, but we better mix it out and in because they're going to raise up and throw it out here and we can't cover that guy.
1: You know, you've got, in my opinion, a below average NFL wide receiver core. I'll just call it the way I see it. I don't know if you agree with that. Burks has a chance at some point, but it's unfair to say you have to be A.J. Brown today. That's not fair.
2: Not fair. It's not fair. And it's really hurt our offense. That move really hurt our offense. I think it's the number one piece, that and not bringing in a a little better offensive line. You only got so much money. I get it. I understand. I can't make those decisions because I don't even know how it works that well. So I got to be careful on how far I go, but there's just no way in the world with this good a football team that we let AJ Brown go. I am telling you, I've been quiet on it for a while. I've hinted around about it, but I saw it last night and now we're going to get crowded. And some of these kids are going to have to come through, man. And I, I'm just not sure. Maybe by midseason, George, uh, this can happen. And the good thing is we're in a division. We can start slow, pick it up, and still win the division. But right now, we don't. we're not anywhere close to A.J. Brown. Not anywhere close.
1: Let's go to number three. Terry brought it up. They're very young back there, and they got torched.
2: Yeah, and the pass rush wasn't near what we've seen, and we're going to get that in number four, and and uh, so we got exposed. A a good team exposed us. They can throw it. They can throw it well. One of their best receivers, their second best receiver, didn't play, but Stephon Diggs just—I mean—he intimidated us. Our kids looked intimidated. We still got a lot of kids back there. They're not men yet. I think they're talented. I think they'll grow into good players, but that is a young secondary. When we call a mighty hooker, uh, an older player, I mean, buyers is the only thing back there we have that's got any experience, hardly at all. And they got intimidated some in the game. I can, I totally understand that. Uh, they will grow through that. They will play better as the year goes on. That's why if I'm Mike Grable, I I'm not getting on people. Maybe behind closed doors, I'm getting on some coaches, but I'm not getting on players. There's there's a lot of young players at receiver and a lot of young players in the second that you better keep their confidence level up. Another one is Phillips. I mean, he tried to play, and you could tell he was stiff. He was hurt, and, uh, and he, he fumbles another punt. He's a kid. He's a young kid. He's going to be a really good player. Mike's got to stick with those guys and find a way to win enough games till they grow up by midseason, and they're pretty good players. But the youth in our secondary right now is a problem that, in my opinion, can't be fixed.
1: Item number four is obvious. Is it A.J. Brown on the defensive end, essentially? Yes. It's just
2: as bad. When Harold Landry got hurt that's a killer, I said it. I said It won't show on first and second down, and it hasn't. It'll show in those passing situations, and, George, we don't look near as quick without Landry out there. I mean, and then they got to kind of lean toward him, and then Simmons gets some one-on-ones, and Dupree would get some one-on-ones. He is such a big piece that I saw it last night, and I I think what happened at the half, the Bills tried to run it and throw it, throw it more than run it in the first half. They went in at the half says, heck with this. We're not running well. Again. We're throwing it every down, and they just about did till the game yeah. got out of reach. And, and we could not get the pressure. We had the best pass rush in third and long in the league last year. And now I think right now we look in the about midways to middle toward leaning the other way. And, uh, yes, that was, I can promise you, there were some people in that building that just threw up when he tore his knee up in practice, George,
1: the Raiders are next. Both teams are Owen two. the Raiders have just gagged their game against Arizona. So it's a matchup of desperation Sunday at noon at Nissan stadium. Watson, thank you for great commentary. I knew it oh, would be. I'm glad to do it. I,
2: I, George, I think they can fix some of this, but there's some things they're going to have to deal with.
1: Okay, we'll go to the break, and then we'll hear Mike Vrabel's version, Tony Basilio at 5 o'clock on the button. Do not go away. This is Main Street Media Television. <laughs>
3: For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donley, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonleyTimmons.com.
0: At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics we pride ourselves in providing access innovation and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical and cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full service treatments with a customer experience that is calming casual and effective. Independently owned. Providing medical, surgical, pediatric and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics access to healthier your skin It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williams counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit duretradonmitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's duretradonmitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome.
1: Okay, we're back. Knoxville Sports Talk Show host Tony Basilio will join us at 5 o'clock on the button. We'll open phones at 525. If you've got text questions that you want to get into us, we'll take those as well. Billy, how do they do that?
3: George, all they have to do is I throw the number up there. That is the phone number, 615-588-2998, 615-588-2998. All you got to do, go to the search bar wherever you're watching. If it's Twitter, if it's Facebook, if it's YouTube, there's a search bar on all of those platforms. Just get into that search bar, type in your question. I will see it, and I'll relay that over to George and uh, get Watson's take as well. So find that search bar wherever you're watching, and we will uh, we will find your question.
1: Okay, it obviously was not a uh, you know thrilled Mike Vrabel today when he met the Nashville media. I have not seen it. So, I'm as interested as you are in what we're about to show. Here we go.
6: Okay, birthday girl, what do you got?
9: Well, thank happy you first. birthday, Teresa. And also, Dwight and Gentry, if you were here, we all share the same day.
10: Very exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if Gentry's flight didn't <laughs> make it. Notice he's time. not
9: acknowledging
11: <laughs> Exactly. <laughs>
6: well, happy birthday to them, too. Yeah.
10: Uh, Mike, you mentioned figuring out where to hang the hat offensively. Yeah. It, is it still Derek? And, ha- and, and if so, how do you how do you run the ball better with the group of people you have?
6: Well, I mean, it's it's obviously Derek. I mean, we have a lot of confidence in in our run game. We have a lot of confidence in in, in our runner. You know, we just have to make sure now that um, you know that we're all on the same page. You know, that we're, that we're blocking things the right way. That we're getting to the right guys. You know, the quarterback's getting us in the right play. And then and then once we do that, I think you're going to start to, you know, we're all going to start to see uh, the plays that, that can complement each other and you know, start to work against each other. We just have to, you know, you saw the a little bit of what we wanted to be there in the first drive where I thought things were, you know, complementing each other and, you know, moving the football, converting. You know, Ryan had some good, good throws. Derek had some good runs. Guys made some good plays for us um and then just kind of come back and, and, and just weren't able to sustain things.
11: How those off sweeps
5: in particular swarmed like they were every time we
6: They're fast. Yeah, you know, they're fast. I and mean, we thought we could get the edge. We thought we could um you know those plays have, have have helped us. You know, those those plays have helped us and uh in the past and you know for, for a number of different reasons. You know, those, those things um you know when you try to, to circle them up and, and try to pin them inside and, and get guys around on the edge um you know everything has to has to be perfect and you know it, it wasn't and it doesn't have to be perfect excuse me but we just have to make sure that we're getting guys around there and um you know those guys running inside you know we have to make sure we try to get the guys inside and we've had success running those those perimeter plays Did that change when we want the out with the, the speed element on the edge um no, I mean, we've had plays that were, you know, positive. I mean, we gained uh, one there uh, nine yards um, later on, so they weren't all all dead. Um, you know They weren't all for, for negative gains. I think we gained one for nine yards uh, later in the game. Does
12: the same thought process that keeps you from getting too comfortable when you win keep you from overreacting when you lose?
6: Um, I think probably that's fair. I think we just have to um, – Get back and, and and again, these guys were ready to go. I've asked them to, you know, put this behind us as quickly as possible. Uh, it's difficult. It, it's it's never um, a great experience losing, losing on the road, losing in a big game, um, losing in the manner in which we lost it. We we have to move on. I think the, the guys that have been in here today so far have, have tried to do that um, and, and get back to work and get back to work together. Uh, do it uh, do it together with with all of us the coaching staff the players um, you know working together Caleb front are, are we still seeing some evidence maybe of his lack of playing time for the last couple of years or are I are think you there's a program? lot of new experiences I think there's a lot of um, you know things that that are coming to him and you know there there's some some good plays and some plays that he'd like to have back and um, you know, I think it's just a continual process of, of playing and, and, and understanding what, what happens in this league. Time to Further wait along, on that, Mike? you think
13: than, than he is at this point, or, or is this kind of where you expected him at this
6: point? Well, I don't have, you know, great expectations for, for anybody. The expectations are the same, that they come in and they work. Um, they prepare. They give us everything that they have. Um, and they they try to execute, you know, their, their job and their role. And so, you know, I think that um, – Seeing, seeing Caleb, there were some good plays and some plays that, you know, I think you have to be better. But that running. goes with a lot of guys. Sorry. That's you okay. S-
4: you said you didn't want to be about coaching talent. Don't you need more talent last night? Isn't Trey Avery not ready for what you asked him to do last night?
6: Well, I think, you know, when you go into games, you just try to put the guys in the best positions You know, to make plays. You try to um, make sure that they know what to do, that they're confident. Uh, and, and again, Whoever we put out there, we have confidence in there and the, they're on this team for a reason. Uh, we'll continue to look for for guys, whether they're um, here on our practice squad, here on our roster, or on somebody else's roster. It's just a it's a long process throughout this season.
4: Does your talent match their talent.
6: Well, that's you know I mean they beat us pretty soundly. We have to we have to make sure that we're we're doing the things that um, contribute to our success, and it's not you know giving up big plays. It's not turning the football over. Um, it's not, you know, mishandling um, punts, you know, all those things that that showed up last night that that make things snowball.
4: I think you guys, much of what you do is predicated off the pass rush. What were they doing last night in particular to kind of neutralize that rush and 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 not allow you to get the Allen
6: often? Um you know, during the game, you know, we had third and nine. Uh, we got to him, and, and he was able to get out of there. I felt like we 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 executed up until the point where he you know scrambled and gained uh, ten yards. Um, you know, the ball ball came out quick, and then you know the other times they they blocked us, and were able to to move the ball down the field. They did a nice job, uh, you know, on on the RPOs where where he pulled it um, and got rid of the ball, you know, efficiently and and pretty quickly, and. You know, we just we have to make you know continue to find ways to affect the quarterback, impact them. We we did it again. There were times where you look at the the game plan, talking about not letting them out, um, trying to affect them, trying to tip some passes. Um, you know, we did, but then there were numerous other times where where we didn't do a good enough job.
3: Play the offensive identity you've been known for and want to play to with the
6: with the roster you currently have. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's that's what we you know we are gonna do. You know, we are, we are we we have to 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 understand who we are and what we believe in, uh, what we've had success in in the past. Um, that this isn't all of a sudden the time for for wholesale changes. You know, I mean, this is about you know getting back to the basics and and what we believe in, what we've had success in, and uh, making sure that that everybody sees it the same way that uh, that I do. You know, I think we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we we're doing less better, you know, instead of trying to do a whole bunch of other stuff, we're going to get back to to doing things with with fundamentals and, and, and technique and, and trying to make sure that everybody understands the details. The next two games that you have under your belt, you know, the, the process with, with Tim Kelly and, and Todd Downing, how, how has that been, you know, the week leading up to the game then also during the game, how has that process been? To run, no process that we've had has been good enough. On, on offense, on defense, or special teams. So, you know whether it's Chase and Auk, whether it's Timmy and, and Todd, whether it's uh, Shane and defensive staff, Jim, me, whoever. Um, none of it's been good enough. You know, what I mean, when you lose, um, we we all could do more. You know, everybody has to, to 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 come in here a little bit um, better with our approach. Or just kind of continue to uh, focus on all the little things and. And just trying to bring somebody along with us. You know, we all get in this mode where it's like, "Oh man, I feel now is not the time for self-preservation. This is the time for, you know, rallying around each other, getting, um, you know, with the people that you believe in, the people that you trust." So, with, with that being said, so many fans they say, "Hey, you know, as soon as something goes, goes wrong, it's like, hey, fire coast coach Downing.' How do you respond to that?" And that's just not, you know, I mean, I, if if I felt like there was anybody that. Um, you know, wasn't doing their job uh, to, you know we're just not going to do that that's not something that's going to happen right now I' have confidence in our staff I have confidence in the guys that we put out there we have to we have to continue to to, to coach um, and and execute uh, better but that's you know that's just not where we're you know that that's I appreciate everybody's you know opinion I, I have to make sure that you know everybody here that players and coaches are are all aligned and I know that they are Uh, And that's how you get things fixed and and you win a game.
1: Okay, that is Titans head coach Mike Vrabel uh, earlier today in the wake of the disaster that took place last night in Buffalo. Watson, anything there that struck you? Exactly the way I thought he would handle it. Exactly.
2: We even talked a little bit about it before it came on, and I, I didn't know what he would say or how. But I just know Mike's personality and the way he does things. And and I, I just didn't expect anything different. He's, he wants to keep the confidence. He's got a young team in a lot of ways. And uh, and most of the ones that aren't playing well are young. Most of them are, are young kids. And uh, I just think behind closed doors, he's he's going to spend a little more time on that offensive side and demand a little more. You did hear him say, it's in the time for to be thinking this or that. We got to get back to basics. And what do you mean by that? What we've done in the past. We got to get back and be good at what we do. And I think that's leading. What's Ryan Tannehill do best? And what, what, what does Derek yeah. Henry do best? And uh, whether it works or not with this offensive line, I'd be shocked if that's not what you see. Uh, Sunday is is a lot more. RPO play action passes even into second down when we were good George we'd get to third and three third and four third and one third and two and we're just not doing that now and I think part of it is Derek will hand will hand Derek a ball and he gets tackled for no gain and then all of a sudden here we go spreading it all over the field we got to come right back and do it again and either hand it to him again let him gain five gain seven throw a play action pass because they're still going to be up there when he's in that backfield and just be a little more patient in my opinion and try to get the stay within the chains and when we're good the change is about third and three third and four
1: or less when we're really good stat of the day is coming up then tony basilio from knoxville at the top of the hour this is main street media television
0: Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care with 16 subspecialized physicians. Our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch.
10: This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year? I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year.
2: At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer
1: cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000.
7: Hey everyone, I'm John English, this is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports & Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee.
8: We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports
7: collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports & Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster.
3: Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It is now time for Stat of the Day, powered by John English Antique Sports and Cards and Eric Burner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. First, for John English, they specialize in antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and other sport-related items. You can visit them in Shelbyville, Tennessee, open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 o'clock and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. Visit them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, give Eric Berner a call at Rockcastle Wealth Advisors, 615-490-7052. That's 615-490-7052, or visit them online. That's rockcastlewealth.com for more information. We move on to take a look at this incredible stat of the day. Got a text from Michael Sendrick yesterday. He said, stat of the day is insane. So let's hear it. Through two weeks of the NFL season... Who are the top three passing yard leaders?
1: Okay, you do not gong us. Watson and I are going to discuss it a little. Not until the final answer. Yeah, Watson, it's not Russell Wilson. <laughs> Good one there, George. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, it's not, George. No, okay. it's not. So- and it's not Brady, and it's, and it's not Rodgers. Neither one of them are throwing it for big yards at all.
1: Okay, could it be um, Josh Allen and Buffalo? Well, Josh
2: Allen has got to be one. He's passed for 300 in both games. Okay, so we're going there first. And he's probably not, but (laughs) Uh, (laughs) he's
1: probably not, even though I know he's had two really good games. We go in Justin Herbert, Chargers. Ah. no. I don't know. Okay. I'll give I'm you I'm not one sure about that one. I can't remember the first game. How about Carson Wentz, who had to throw a ton when they got way behind against uh, Detroit? By the way, that's pathetic. Um, <laughs> you like that one? Nope. Well, fine. Uh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm not real. Let's hear what you've got. It probably is. This is getting a little testy. Uh, It is a little testy.
2: You know, they did. I don't know. That one might be right because they did throw for a lot of yards in week one. I know that. And then they got behind in week two at Detroit, and that was a wild game. Uh, I'd say I'm trying to think last week first, and oh, Tua, Tua, oh, I, what are you doing game one? Because yeah, yesterday game one, I mean, he, he threw, threw for 500 for yards or 400 something yards the other day.
1: Okay. We've got and six two
2: touchdowns.
1: We think we've got Josh Allen. Pretty sure we've got Tua. Watson, I want to throw in either Carson Wentz or Jared Goff. Yeah.
2: I'm going to say Carson Wentz because I think. He was really good in the first game. He had, I think he passed for near 300 yards in game one, and I know they had to come from behind, so I know he passed for a lot. I bet you you're probably right. It's going to be him over Josh Allen.
1: Let's see it.
3: The only person you were missing was the Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco.
2: Oh, we didn't even do the third one. I thought it was just two. I wouldn't have got
1: Flacco. No. (laughs) There's no one we well, wouldn't have got heard. that one if we'd have talked for the next hour. Nobody in Cleveland would have had Joe Flacco. Oh, That's Lord, I would one. not have thought that. By the way, I think we did pretty damn well. Yeah, we got you know, two of the
2: three. Two then out then of how the do three? do not put Josh Allen in the third. We'd have put Josh Allen as three, wouldn't yeah. we? Yeah, I That's think cool. we would.
1: So let's find out. Well, Billy has to read and then. Tony Basilio in the on-deck circle.
3: Yes, Tony is coming up here on the George Plaster Show. But first, Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic. They've got the -the state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere, whether it's a sports injury, a sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement. Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has the staff training and equipment that you need to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Their mission is to provide high-quality, specialized orthopedic care in a compassionate manner to the people of Columbia and Middle Tennessee. Visit them online at mtbj.net for more information.
1: So let's see if Tony had that threesome. How you doing?
7: I had none of those. I, I, I was like, wow, well, I'm glad they're not calling on me for this. I had none of those guys.
1: By the way, a lot of orange in the picture today. I like it.
7: A lot of orange in the picture because there's a lot of uh, orange in the picture right now. So, <laughs> and, and it's been a while for that, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. It has been a while.
1: Uh, no kidding. So if you're Utah's coaching staff, yeah, they got Florida at 100% of what they had to offer. That's right. A week later, Kentucky put them away. In a really good performance. And then South Florida, for God's sakes, almost beat him. The Utah coaching staff has got to be saying, what did we do to deserve this?
7: Well, they also had a shot at him. You know, they just didn't execute. Florida easily right now, I mean, easily could be 0-3. Hey, thank God that Florida game happened with Utah for uh, Billy Napier. They'd really be on him down there i got a number for you guys. You guys were just talking about interesting stats. The year is 1955, okay? This is before rock and roll, before the first rock and roll record. That's the last time Florida in the same football season lost to Kentucky and Tennessee in the same year. They're going to be thanking their lucky stars, I think, come Saturday night, uh, George, for that Utah win. That staff will because, you know, these um, fans are fan is short for fanatic and those people in Gainesville are not going to understand that they're playing with a less than a full deck. And, And, you know, from looking at it the other night, they're playing with way less than a full deck guys. Let's just call it like it is. Uh, for those poor people in uh, Gainesville, I say poor people. I, I use that term loosely because <laughs> they've done their, their fair share of winning down through the years. And Steve Spurrier st- st- sure took no mercy on folks when they were short-stacked, nor did Urban Meyer. That team is short-stacked, and they're going to pay the piper before it's over this year. And, and it might happen Saturday in Neyland Stadium. There's a real chance Tennessee pulls the top off of that game. I, I really believe that.
1: Oh, wow. Watson, take over. Let's see where y'all are headed.
2: Tony, I would venture to say that in at least the last 25 years, this is by far the best opportunity for Tennessee to dominate Florida in the last 25 years. Uh, And it might even be further back than that. I think that would be about right. During Phillips' time with Spurrier and all of that, it'd go back and forth, but Florida Florida won that more than it didn't. Right. This game, to me, is the best shot Tennessee's had in all of those 25 years.
7: And, you know, these chances don't grow on trees. Um, I think you're right. You know, I've been around here doing it close to 30, which is nuts, right? I mean, you'd think that somebody like me would find something else to do. But but I'll I'll tell you guys, this thing is really, this week, like my message has been, I think Tennessee needs to own what they are, which is a touchdown and a half favorite that should blow this team out. They really should blow this team out. I visited with a couple different people who their living is to cover the Florida team. Both of them believe this Richardson guy is hurt. That's why they haven't run him. George, you talked about it. You know, he was running like a madman in the Utah game. Kentucky hit him early. They hit him early in that football game, and that's why once they built the lead, he wasn't running in that game. And he did not run at all last week. And some would say, well, you know, that was part of the game plan. They wanted to protect. They almost lost the game. If South Florida does not uh, fumble a snap and doesn't just – execute for lack of a better way of putting it, that's a loss. There's no way a coaching staff's going to walk off a cliff like that. No way. That team had rushed for over 300 yards. South Florida guys, South Florida rushed for over 300 yards, and the truth is, uh, Florida is without. They're going to be without their quarterback on their defense. Their middle linebacker is going to miss this game. Who's a wonderful player. But, you know, at the end of the day, nobody has mercy on you at, the, at this level. They, you know, they're going to they're gonna plug in true, two true freshmen that they're going to rotate there. And that's just not a recipe for success for a Tennessee team that's going to force them to execute in space. And, you know, behind the scenes, uh, Cedric Tillman, Tennessee's leading receiver from last year, probably is not going to play in this game. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure how much it's going to matter. And to those not familiar with me, let me just tell you this. I'm not a homer type. When when it's an ace, I call an ace. When it's a spade, I call a spade. And I try to call it down the middle. I try to call balls and strikes on matters such as these. This thing has really has a one-sided game written all over it because truly Tennessee has the wherewithal To score and Florida does not. And in these modern in this modern game, when those two teams get on the field, teams that are like that. Hey, Jeremy Pruitt supposed to be some defensive guru. okay? when he walked onto the field in games like this, he got popped because when you can't score, you can't score. And and this Florida team, I mean, they just can't score.
2: Tony, I, I agree 100%. Tennessee has to blow this game, in my opinion, not to win it. And the way you better not blow it is pace. the pace of this game is going yep. to really matter. And if you're going well, pace the fool out of them. But if you hit those spurts, think about your defense a little because this team cannot outscore Tennessee unless there are mistakes made. And one of those mistakes might be a really tired Tennessee defense. So they absolutely don't need that to happen. And just take care of the ball. If you take care of the ball, Florida can't outscore you. And if I'm the Tennessee defense, Tony, I load that box. There's no way in my mind that I'm sitting there saying, this kid ain't going to carry the ball. He's carrying it Saturday. He got hurt against Kentucky a little Mm -hmm. bit. They weren't going to give him the ball. They thought they could win without it. They did. They got what they wanted out of it. Tony, he's carrying it Saturday now. I'm telling you, they better load that box Mm -hmm. and not let him do it and knock the fool out of him. And then when it comes past time, back off and defend and give him coverages and don't play a lot of man now because if he gets loose – in the pocket in man coverage, he's gonna run long distances. So if Tennessee does everything, in my opinion, the way they should, they win by about 20. But if they mess around and they don't do some of the things we're talking about here now, Florida will be in the game. Do not ever count Florida out. I'm telling you, just like I'd say the same about Tennessee if they were in this spot. These two teams hate one another. (laughs) <laughs> and they're going to flat leave it on the line Saturday. Florida ain't coming up here waving a white flag.
7: Ain't well, gonna li- happen. Hey, listen, I got a couple of great emails from people today that I'm going to feature tomorrow in my blog over at tclub.team. And as I told you guys, I update the blog every day and I'm always looking for content, which is sort of amusing to me and amusing to others. And one guy said, you're day drinking again. And I was, you know, and, and, and that was the, that was the message head, you know, I, I'm, I'm clicking on that one. Somebody asked me if I'm day drinking since so I don't drink at all. Um, and, and most people would be glad that I don't. I'll tell you this. Uh, he says, your team has lost 16 of 17 to them. And you're don't talking matter. about blowing them out, but you know, Watson, you and I both know, and George knows, I mean, we all know this. These games, we can talk about coaches all we want. These games come down to playmakers on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Who has them? Who doesn't have them? Who has the edge at quarterback? Who has the edge uh, in the perimeter, in the modern game? Who has the edge at the perimeter? Who has the playmakers out there? The answer, Tennessee. You know, Florida's got a nice offensive line, and that matters. That matters because you can control a ball. But only if you can move the sticks, because I'm with you, um, Watson. I think if you do the things you're saying you do, which is to say, don't let the kid run around. Don't give him any confidence. Keep the box flooded. For God's sakes, don't play man. And I'll tell you this, Tennessee's linebackers are bad in space and their safeties take bad angles. So there's a there's a bunch of reasons not to do the things that you don't that you're saying don't do. Obviously those people are well paid. They obviously watch video. They're obviously going to come to the conclusions that that we've come to and if they come out in those in, in and try to be cute Saturday, shame on them. If they come out and that happens, shame on them. They're going to get run over and shame on them cuz they're going to make this thing harder than it has to be.
2: No, and and all, all Tennessee has to do, in my opinion, is play good. Yeah. They have to play a good game right. because if both sides play well, Florida cannot outscore Tennessee. Right. The bottom line is if both played really well, I mean, top of their game, yeah. Tennessee is going to outscore Florida. I don't care if it's 35, 31, 28, 24, right. whatever it is. Florida does not have the capability. If Tennessee plays good, Tony, they got to play good now. Yeah. If they play good, Florida can't outscore them because they cannot pass the ball well enough. Okay. They can I wonder, run it well I mean, enough, but they can't. This kid is not the same passer Hooker is. Hmm. And if you don't give him stuff with his legs, I don't think he can beat you with his arm.
1: Let me ask both of you this, though. They were good enough. When they reached the top of their A game to beat a pretty good Utah. What if, what if they replicate that Saturday? Then what?
7: But you know what, George? Utah did not punt the ball in the second half and turn the ball over three times, which is what Watson's talking about. Right. That's the path Florida has to create. And even at that, even at that, it was a last second game. I mean, if you go back and think about that game for a second, Florida squeezed every. Every piece out of that orange, you use the analogy for them since what Tennessee obviously is a color orange, but F- Florida squeezed every every bit they could out of that game, and still let that opponent go the length of the field just basically every time they touched the ball. They just didn't execute. Uh, Utah didn't. If, they, if Utah executes like Watson's talking about, they're walking out of there with a two-touchdown win. And if you're Florida, that's what you got to count on Saturday. You got to count on the fact that so far this year and they did it Saturday night, we've been resourceful when teams get inside our 15 yard line. That's one thing they can hang their hat on. And, and I don't know whether that's charmed or not, but that's, that's the reason they're two and one right now, South Florida again, and South Florida is a bad football team. They're not even a decent football team. They're a bad football team rush for over 300 yards on them. I mean, at the end of the day, like Watson said, Hey, on the air today, I, I said this because I'm way out over my skis in this game. And I'm and generally, look, I said back in July, I will not do that. I will not talk about this game till the chickens come home to roost. But geez, guys, now that the game's here, when you look at what Florida has and you look at what Tennessee has, Tennessee, I hate to use this term because I don't like this term because cause kids compete – and everybody competes and they put their best foot forward but you'd almost have to choke to lose this game i mean i hate to say that but that's what watson just said you'd almost have to not execute in the moment if you're tennessee to lose this game and i hate no. that i hate the choke term i don't like that term
2: well I, it's to me you don't get penalties you don't turn the ball yes. over you, you play a good game and you don't let Richardson beats you with his legs and you don't wear your defense out to where they're tired. If you do those things, they they're not going to lose because Florida is not going to score. I don't see how in the world Tennessee is not high twenties and up and up. And And Florida can't do that unless Tennessee gives them short fields, right. Turns the ball over or wears that defense out where they go three and out. And it's been a hot week here. Going to be a hot week. And if it's three and out a bunch and the defense gets tired now, Tony, that balances everything up. That levels the playing field. So they better be smart with their pace or they'll get in
7: trouble now. Well, you and I both know good things better happen early. Yes. Because when you've lost 16 to 17 to somebody, Tennessee goes out there and puts 14 quick points on them. It's ball game. If that game is tied at halftime or something around that, you know, around that mark. Oh, boy, your home crowd, George, it's like like those Atlanta Braves before last season. (laughs) When when that home crowd in the postseason down there in Atlanta would start holding their breath, that would rub off on those guys playing uh, for the Braves. The Braves overcame that last year, but there was certainly that spirit in the air of here we go go again. And I'm going to tell you something, that's a powerful thing. Your home crowd can work against you when the spirit of here we go again is in the air. I really believe, that, especially in college ball, but hey, in the major leagues, all those years for the Braves down through the years, that spirit of here we go again is really powerful. And you look at that, that's what that stadium's going to look like on Saturday. Now, of course, they're going to wear those stupid, goofy looking gray uniforms uh, inside that stadium, what I call Butch Jones gray uniforms, which are just awful, hideous ugly, disgusting, uh they're reprehensible, but that's what they're gonna do because that's what they want to do. And you know, more power to you. I don't know if you guys know that I'm I'm a little subtle here in my uh, opinions when it comes to uh certain things. Yes, Those we uniforms are hideous. It's ridiculous. No.
11: Who made
1: head- your decision?
7: At no, head- I got no idea. <laughs> I don't want to cra- I don't want my crowd turning on me, Watson. I want to <laughs> score 14 quick points. Hey if I score 14 quick points and I'm Tennessee. Florida can warm those buses up because I'm going to blow them off the field.
2: (laughs) No (laughs) doubt. No doubt. This is your best shot in the 25 years, Tony. Enjoy the moment because I think Tennessee is going to play well. I said, and I'll stick to it, George. I said, if they beat Pitt, they're going to beat Florida good. I'm going to stick to my, what I said on this, this show back four weeks ago. Yep. Tony,
1: first of all, I love your term, the Butch Jones Gray. That's, That's what that hilarious. Is. By the way, I drove through uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas over the weekend. I did not wave. Um, who made that decision for for Saturday? Why would you not proudly wear your orange and show a national TV audience "Welcome to Big Orange Country"? Not "Welcome to Big Gray." That's ridiculous. Right.
7: And, and if we're going to do that, let's have a gray out. Let's have everybody like go to the local UPS, UPS <laughs> and see if we can borrow their 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 work uniform. I, I don't who <laughs> makes that like decision. It? I Well, obviously, that's an athletic director's decision, a, a football coach decision. Look, I get the concept of everybody's got to sell an extra jersey. And, you know, I don't understand it. I don't get it, quite frankly. Uh, I don't see Alabama doing it. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're kind of the gold standard in that deal right now. Uh, but here's the thing: if you're gonna do it, wear something that's that's nice looking. That gray—I co- mean, gray's not even a color. It's like a—it's a color neutral, and it's associated with Butch Jones, who's a complete goof and a loser. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you guys a quick, but you have about. got so, to
1: start. You've so got crazy, to crazy Jerry,
7: crazy Jerry Glanville, who used to be on with me and Watson knows Jerry Graham. Jerry Glanville's a nut. Um, went over to a practice with Butch Jones and Butch has that microphone on, you know, and and he's doing all this stuff and all the histrionics. And he's doing all the Butch Jones things that people do because they can't coach people that can't <laughs> act the way Butch Jones does. Anyway, so he gets done and he walks over to Jerry Glanville and he's so proud. And he says, Coach Glanville, what'd you think of our practice? You know, and poor, you know, Butch Jones strutting around with the platform shoes, platforms in his shoes and the girdle he's wearing or whatever it is to make his <laughs> chest stick out. And uh, Jerry Glanville looks at him and says, he says, uh, Butch, he says, I got to tell you something. He said, this, um, this, what you just did, he said, it was very, very unproductive. <laughs> he said, first of all, you're distracting with that microphone. Are you... Are you trying to are you going out for the cheer squad or are you trying to coach? He goes, You just distracted your football team for two hours with that. He said, and you guys didn't get enough work done. He said, Oh, and by the way, he said, all the cussing at your kids. He said, I worked in the NFL for for four decades and I never MF'd one player. But more power to you, butch. More power to you. I'm not going to watch this. Believe <laughs> that's, me, that's hey, Jerry hey, Glanville
2: right there. And, and
7: Jerry oh. never got Jerry never got asked back to go to another practice. They never asked him to come back. So
1: not an honorary captain this <laughs> no, week. No. No. So so okay. If, if Tennessee wins this in double digits, how long is your post game and tell people what yeah. you do after the game. I want you to be able to plug that.
7: So we're over at tclub.team. I already look tired. Uh, these night games take it out of me. And, uh, you know, here's the thing. The way I see it, that game's going to go off at 3.30 Eastern time, which means it's going to be done. Um, uh, 7.30, 7.30, yeah. maybe four hours. Would that be about right? Okay. We go on the airwaves on my website at tclub.team, tclub.team, immediately following or we're over on Twitter as well. We will be on conservatively now, with a win. Seven hours, four o'clock in the morning, four a.m. Last time Tennessee beat Florida, I had people bringing me food to the studio so we'd stay on. And I know you guys think that's ridiculous and silly, and that's the truth. Now here's the thing, George: Tennessee loses this game, which I think's a layup, and Watson Brown thinks it's a layup. Now I don't know if he's going to say that out loud. I think this thing's a layup. If they lose, if they figure out a way to lose this game, I might be on till Monday at 11 a.m. when we go live.
2: (laughs) If if they lose, George, keep the knives away from Tony.
7: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I already told you guys I don't drink. Okay, I will drink liquor that night on the air. (laughs) I promise you, I will drink liquor on the air. Because how else will you get through that? I mean, it would be the most miserable. These poor people so badly, so badly want to see their team come back. And you know what? They deserve it. You know, in in an era where last week they papered the house, okay, for Akron. They papered the house. I keep it real. They papered the house. But they got like 87,000 people. Now, they announced it at 90, whatever, the 102. But they got like 87,000, something like that. To show up for the Akron game. I mean, that's borderline a kicking scrimmage. Cent, think about that. In the modern era with the, with the big screen TVs the way they are and all the good games going on, these people deserve to win Saturday. The team deserves to win. This good young coach, he's a really solid young coach, deserves to win. He's, he treats people really well. But these fans really deserve to well. Deserve to win, and if they don't, I'm going to be up till like Monday.
1: <laughs> okay, if you need about a thirty-minute break at two in the morning, you yes, call. Can me. I call you? Absolutely, and then I'll call Thank Watson.
7: Thank you.
1: We'll, we'll come in. I know Brenda you guys will come in. The... Well, that's
7: one thirty. Hey, Tony time. needs us, Coach. Will you, Coach? Will you be up 30 Can I count on you? Hey, what the heck? All I can say to you, Tony. <laughs> all I can say to you, babe
2: save your energy and practice this week now and use it all on game day don't use it up all during the week here
7: boy just calm down
2: a little bit and save your energy
7: well you know the nature of this is such that i i only know one way to do what i do which is (laughs) as you can tell like me and josh Heipel are you know it's pedal to the metal um I just Your shot clock I doesn't get down to I three. think it's great to have it back guys. I just think it's great to have it yeah. back. Yeah. Oh, it is. You know, and you guys were talking about the Titans last night and and you kind of look at, you know, they kind of look at the game and and the game day people are going to be here, but you have windows, right? And and I don't know where the Titans are in that whole window analogy with the NFL. You certainly have windows. And in college you have windows. If Tennessee wins Saturday, they could really be opening a window. They could go from Looking like they were in ruins, literally ruins a year and a half ago to a window could be opening. Now, I'm not saying they're contending for anything this year. I'm not I'm, I'm not going to do that because you have Georgia and Alabama on the schedule and they're better than you are. And then wow. a trip to LSU and that's going to be difficult. But still, you know, a window to respectability, a window to credibility, just a window. And, and how nice would that be for this fan base, for this team? for the program, it'd be, be a good thing here. Yeah,
2: Sounds to me like really a window. Tony George will end it with this, I'm sure, but I really think if they win this game and, and win it like they should, they're yeah. in the top 10 next week.
1: There you go. It's, that's a window. It's a window to a 12-hour postgame. There's Tony.
7: no question. Hey, that's going to happen anyway.
1: I know it is. I know it is. Call me at midnight. Thank, thank you for God. doing this.
7: Hey, thank you. It's an honor.
1: He you, is, He is terrific. Tony Basilio joining us from Knoxville. Wow. Great visit. Yes, we're late to the break. Who cares? (laughs) Do you care, Watson? No, I loved it. I don't care. You know what? Okay. So we're, we're telling people they can phone in now.
10: Is that right?
1: Yes. Okay. Let's put up the phone number real quickly. I know we've had some interesting text questions that have come in. Here's the phone number. Hit it. This is Main Street Media Television.
6: At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process.
12: My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation.
13: We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning
1: services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional, affordable, dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Tell us about One Stop Realty
9: so uh, as i've said before george one-stop realty is the hometown brokerage for all your real estate needs Uh, we've been around since 1974. i took ownership of the company in 2019. Uh, we've added agents we have expanded into uh, building up our property management the growth with our agents is fantastic we added three new agents in the past couple months uh angela hyatt uh Nathan Skelly and Crystal Locke have all joined us, and they're going to be fantastic agents. They're ready to help you in all your residential, your commercial, property management, and auction needs. Uh, We are a family business, and we want to help your family uh, find your next property in Middle Tennessee. Office number is 615-822-0750. My cell phone is 615-440-7011 or the website, onestoprealtytn.com. And you can also find us on Facebook. I encourage everybody to go out like and follow our page just as the same we did with George Plaster.
8: This is Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. One area I can help with is if you are newly or nearly retired, or maybe have changed jobs and have an old 401k account. You may need more information to help you clearly understand your options. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email
1: eric at rockcastlewealth.com. The high school football season is here and nobody handles Friday nights better than Main Street Media here's zach womble with details
7: that's the name of the game here at, at main street media and main street preps is you know we've been doing this for a long time now and, and i think you hit on it we've got an army of reporters across all of middle tennessee i think there's about 130 schools uh, in the middle tennessee area and we cover we try to cover all of them we cover about 11 12 counties at this point and uh yeah those those friday night shows it's you know we're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna show that off we're gonna showcase the talent that we have on the field with with reporters across several mid-state games on the weekly basis so you know whether you're in Williamson County whether you're in Giles County or Murray County or Montgomery or Robertson or anywhere in between we're going to have you covered from 6 to 11.
1: Friday Night Live is presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office where fans don't let fans drive drunk.
2: I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since
1: then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We
7: have systems at work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time.
1: I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs, from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East, and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you.
3: For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donley, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to donleytimmons.com.
0: Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durette Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit Mitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's Mitigation.com.
1: back. I promised that I would give you bowling information today. I'm going to show you the commercial we cut and then we're going to the phones. Billy, hit it. Hey, this is George Plaster and I'm excited to announce that the second annual Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night is going to happen Monday, November the 28th at the Hermitage Strike and Spare. The three charities that will benefit are last minute toy store Martha O'Brien Center and stars. And our intention is to get them that money so it can do the most amount of good at Christmas time. Now, here's where I need your help. I need you to sign up to play in the most fun charity event you've ever been involved in. Imagine 64 foursomes with 64 sports personalities in the area. As a single player, it's $200. If you get a foursome, it's $800. And what I want you to do is reach out to me via email, plastergeorge at gmail.com, and we'll get you signed up and get you ready and raring to go. Again, that's plastergeorge at gmail.com for a night you will never forget. Okay, we've got loaded lines. Let's start down in Tallahassee, Florida. Intern Butch, welcome.
12: Thank you, George. You know, I caught the last little bit um, with y'all talking about, with with y'all talking to Tony about the matchup with Tennessee and Florida this upcoming weekend. And I got to say, as the last undefeated college football team in the state of Florida, I have to get y'all's take on where do you think Florida State ranks? in terms of, you know, Florida State, Miami, and Florida. Because I look at Florida, who I think Tennessee is going to stomp, and their quarterback, who was supposed to be a Heisman favorite, still hasn't thrown a passing touchdown. Then I look at Miami, and in their first real game, they can't find the end zone against a team that had to play so many true freshmen due to suspensions and a targeting call. You know, I, and look, I'm not trying to say that Florida state is a top 10 team. So what I am trying to ask is, do y'all think that it's a possibility that they are once again, the best football team in the state of Florida?
1: Really interesting question. Watson, you start it. Yeah.
2: I'm not sure they're not. I'm, uh, the jury's still out on f- Miami. Uh, and we're not going to know another week because they play Middle Tennessee this week, who they should, should get. Uh, I do think Florida State, guys, is underrated at 3-0. They played a, a decently tough schedule. Some of these 3-0 teams that, are, that haven't are rated above them, and uh, they proved a lot to me when they lose their quarterback last week, and the backup came in and did a fantastic job in the game which gives them depth at now at that position and uh, so yes uh, probably I would put them as the top team in the state this week myself even though I'm still got Miami hanging right there with them I do think they're underrated in person I think they ought to be in the top 25.
1: Watson is it possible Miami is the f-word fraud? Could be we don't know yet
2: they just haven't played anybody other than A&M and And I'm not sure how good they are. They're pretty good on defense, but their offense is not very good. So I just don't know about Miami yet, George. I don't. I think Florida State uh, is the better team today. Florida's not going to catch Florida State during the season. Um, Their record won't be as good as Florida State's, and Miami is the one I'm still not sure about
12: yet.
1: Uh, Butch, when do you wear the Superman outfit again?
12: You know, you can catch me wearing it actually a few times. I'm going to be wearing it not only this Saturday uh, when Florida State takes on Boston College, where I think Florida State will move to 4-0, but as well during the volleyball game the day before where Florida State takes on Notre Dame. And possibly on the Sunday, the soccer team plays Clemson and I don't know if you guys know this, but Florida State is actually the reigning national champion in women's soccer. So um, it's going to make a few appearances this weekend. So I definitely say be on the lookout. Um, I don't know if those games are ACC Network. I assume they are, which uh, I'm I'm guessing George is going to have a joke with that as well as the Longhorn Network coming up. But, uh, yeah, so if you are subscribed to the ACC Network, I would highly suggest doing it.
1: Yeah, the uh, the volleyball game that you brought up will be on ACC Minus.
12: <laughs> and I will say that the volleyball team does have an ESPN game, actually, this weekend. They do hey, have an ESPN game this weekend, but everything else might be on ACC Minus.
1: Butch, it took them a little while to figure out where I was going, but you were a good sport. Enjoy wearing that costume.
12: I will.
1: Thank you, guys. Uh, Watson, I'll give you during the commercial break details of how you can watch ACC minus. Yeah, do that for me, George. Yeah. I'd appreciate that. Let's go. Can Jason I catch the Braves?
2: And- can I catch the Braves on that? Some?
1: Well, it depends on if the Mets, if the Mets go ahead and clinch, perhaps at the end. Yes. <laughs> Jason and Franklin, what's going
12: on? What's up, guys? I'm wondering what you think about Aaron Judge. If he's not coming back to the Yankees, where will Aaron Judge sign? You know, Red Sox maybe. I'd love to see that.
1: Uh, I'll I'll kind of start that. First of all, I think the Yankee people have gotten a little overconfident in sort of a oh, we're the Yankees, we'll re-sign him. Really? If you were going to re-sign him, why has it gotten to this? Something has gone on, Watson, behind the scenes that has pissed him off because they offered pretty good money. He bet on himself and now he could be a cajillionaire.
2: Yeah. And I just, it, it, George, we, we talked about AJ Brown earlier. Yankees cannot let him go. They can't let him go. I mean, it's going to be a minor miracle that he doesn't break Roger Maris's record. And, and I was a big Ricky Mantle guy who was fighting for that record along with Roger, if you remember George, when that all went down, and 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 what a year Roger Maris had, and and but he had that short right field fence. Aaron Judge has hit him deep now. Oh I mean, God. it's impressive to watch this kid play. I mean, I I don't know that I've seen a ball come off a bat like it does his in a long long time, and. And uh, he's—I I don't think this is a flash in the pan. I think he's worth the cash. They bet—they better not let him get away.
1: The Red Sox will do it because they desperately need yeah. a good vibe, given the yeah. year they've had.
2: And they love to give it. They love to stick it to the Yankees yeah. anyway.
1: So they're going after him hard. They're the Dodgers will hard. do it just to piss off the Yankees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't rule out the Angels. Can you imagine Trout, Shohei Otani? And Aaron Judge in the same lineup? And they probably still lose. Yeah, because they have no pitching. No pitching. But they're dumb enough to think another power hitter would do it. I know we need to go to the break. Got a couple of more phone calls waiting. Tony, you'll be the leadoff hitter. Then Clay, all of you stick around. This is Main Street Media Television.
10: This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year? I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year.
2: At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000.
11: This is Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the
8: pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. One area I can help with is if you are newly or nearly retired or maybe have changed jobs and have an old 401k account. You may need more information to help you clearly understand your options. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com.
0: Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care with 16 sub-specialized physicians. Our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch.
1: Crazy day on the show, man. It's been fun. And we conclude with a good list of phone calls, Tony in Nolansville. Welcome into main street media. Hello,
13: George. Um, are you there? I sure am. Okay. Well, I'm having some difficulty hearing Watson. Um, but I'm able to listen and hear you and Billy, but, uh, I'll go ahead and talk. I hope Watson can hear what I've got to say. Uh, talking on this college football stuff, um, there's three teams that I'm keeping an eye on pretty closely. Two of them play each other this week. They are surprises. It is Tulane, I think, is 3-0, and and Kansas being 3-0. and And they do play each other this weekend. And I, that's going to be an interesting game to see. Who would have thought either one of those would be 4-0 and after their fourth game? I think Tony- that's pretty much...
3: I thought I thought Kansas played Duke this weekend.
13: They I... did this coming weekend. They play Tulane.
3: Interesting. Maybe maybe and you got right? maybe you got me wrong, Tony. I thought Kansas played Duke this weekend. Oh
13: well, let me say this. Maybe Duke is because Duke is three and oh, Isn't that correct? Yes, yes, I
3: think you got that mixed up. you're Kansas... and you are,
13: you're right. You are right. Tulane plays Southern Miss. Yes, that's correct. Yes. That's okay. I got, had my teams wrong. You are – thank you for speaking up and correcting me. I need that every so often. And my <laughs> wife does it quite often. But I need it from my sports buddy too. <laughs> I love it. And uh, another thing, guys, I was going to get Watson's take on it. Like I say, I'm having difficulty time listening to him. Uh, I wanted to know from Watson, with UT playing in Akron last week, how difficult is it to have your team focused on the game in hand, being Akron, knowing who's behind them being Florida and how difficult is it or not difficult, but how much of some of the Florida game plan do you implement during the Akron game? I'm going to hang up and listen to your answers on that guys. And, uh, Great show, George, as always. Looking forward to the bowling. You know that.
1: Tony, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Yes, sir. Thanks. Okay, Watson, let's start with the second one. It's a really interesting coaching question. Do you show nothing against Akron and just be vanilla, vanilla, or do you just throw it all out there?
2: No, you you show what you've shown so far, because they're going to see all that on tape already. So you don't care anything you used in any one of your games you'll use against Akron. They've had things ready for Florida, in my opinion, a little harder this time because of a new staff. But normally those big games you've picked a couple of days in the summer in your preseason camps that maybe the players don't know it, but you're working on Florida. Uh, But the week of the Akron game, I doubt it. I I don't know that um I I can remember ever doing that I don't I've not heard of many coaches doing that but you're you're preparing for Florida long before this week oh, uh, th- yeah. this is the first mark game on the schedule Pittsburgh was but Florida is the mark game because it starts SEC playing at such a rivalry uh they're they're not going in cold. they've had a thought process I do think it's a little harder on, Tennessee than Florida in the summer because it was a new staff and they weren't really sure what Florida was going to, what Florida was going to do.
1: Clay in Nashville. Good to talk to you. How are you? George, how are you doing? Good. Hope you are.
5: Like Tony said, I'm having, I can't really hear Watson, but let me say hello to my friend on the plateau. First of all, um, but I was calling about, you know, Vandy start, um, George, I, I had some reservations about Coach Lee in his first year, but I've got to say this year I'm, I'm kind of drinking the Kool-Aid. I uh, had the chance to meet him uh, at the SEC Nation set uh, when Paul the Feinbaum was him on Friday before the weight game, before his show on the SEC Network, and I was, got the chance to meet him. Uh, nice guy, great guy. I do think this team is getting better. Uh, basically, they've won three games you think they would win, and you, they've lost a game you think they would lose. Now it's all about whether or not they can win an SEC game, you know, how many ga- or if they can win multiple SEC games. But I do think this team is getting better. Uh, I fully supported the uh, quarterback change because I just didn't think Mike Wright White, Mike White played well in the uh, – weight gain, but that that's a tough deal, and that's kind of what I wanted to ask Watson about. As a coach, how do you... You've got a starting quarterback that, granted against inferior competition, he was king of the mountain for two weeks, and then he plays better competition and kind of stinks it up, and then all of a sudden, he's not the start anymore, so that's pretty tough. So Watson's been a coach before. I wanted his take on all of how you handle that as yeah. a coach to keep Mike Wright's confidence
1: up. Clay, I'm going to let you hear this off air, and we're going to work soon to try to get this situation fixed where we can have the back and forth that we want to have. Watson, take it away.
2: George, you don't make the, and Clay, you don't make the switch till you absolutely 100% sure it's the right thing to do. And uh, when Clark did it, I, I can tell you right now, he's, he thought it was time. It's the right thing to do. He'd seen enough of Swan to do this because you are taking one of your leaders uh, and, and benching him. And so you've got to think of all the ramifications of that. But the big thing is that when you make the switch, the kid's got to play well and he has so far, but <laughs> it's going to be a little different story from here on out. And uh, I just, totally believe it's going to take both of these kids, whichever one of them goes out there first, it's going to take them both. And George, to me, this is exactly what I've been preaching. They fixed the non-conference schedule. They're three and one. They're confident. They're not beat up. Uh, They've gotten to play a lot of players. And now if you go three and five in the SEC, you're in a bowl. They've set themselves up. This is exactly what I've said the blueprint is to you get better. And once you get better, maybe you don't have to do that in the non-conference all the time. But this is the blueprint. Clark won the games he should have won. He lost the one that he shouldn't that he uh, wasn't picked to win. But he's three and one and there's confidence. The people are positive. the players are positive. Now you jump into SEC play and see if you can steal some. And that's, he's got three good shots, in my opinion. He's got a shot at Missouri, he's got a shot at South Carolina, and he's got a shot at Florida. That's the three, I think, and he's got two of those three at home, George. And, uh, and maybe Ole Miss, I'm not sure about them yet. Uh, that would be the fourth one. And then he's got Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, and Kentucky, those will be tougher. uh, But he's got a shot at three, in my opinion, if things go well and they just – the ball bounces right and they play well and they're lucky and stay healthy. But it wouldn't have mattered if he didn't set it up with this non-conference schedule.
1: Call. Clay, thank you for the call. Okay, we're going to go to the break. We'll have plaster bed of the day. I know Jeff in Murfreesboro called late. Jeff, if you will call me tomorrow, we will get you on. Give me a holler around five twenty-five, and we'll uh, we'll talk it out. Plaster bet of the day on Main Street Media Television.
3: For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donley, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonleyTimmons.com.
0: At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics we pride ourselves in providing access innovation and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full service treatments with a customer experience that is calming casual and effective. Independently owned. Providing medical, surgical, pediatric and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics access to healthier Skin. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome.
10: This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year? I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At
2: Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000.
10: This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah.
3: Breaking news. It is now time for Plaster's Bet of the Day, powered by Bart Durham Injury Law. They have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, you should let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need while you and your family focus on your complete recovery. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging on to Bart Durham dot com let's take a look at some of your results george last night you got the eagles what was it minus two there e-a-g-l-e-s baby the eagles got it done last night but the (laughs) titans did not boy they did not your record falls to 29 and 37 so the last couple weeks have definitely taken a toll but if you keep stringing together wins like this i think i think that'll help you in getting back on track
1: if this continues i'll be sent to the minors so let's take a look at where I'm going tonight because it's uh, this got to work. Dodgers at home minus a run and a half, so you can get the odds down to something much easier at minus one thirty-five. Watson, if this doesn't win, I don't know. Maybe I I do need to go to the minors.
3: I've <laughs> been there before. Uh,
2: yes, I
1: have.
2: Uh, go to. <laughs> Go down there and rehab a little bit, George, and come on back, so. <laughs> Is it physical rehab or mental? No, yours would be, you're past physical rehab, so it would, it would be mental rehab.
1: <laughs> okay. There ain't no
2: physical rehab
1: out there, baby. <laughs> yeah, you got a good cheap shot there as That's, at the end, that's way it? past us even discussing. So. You've been waiting to do that for a while. Yeah, you open the know. door. Fine. You. Yeah. Wait and see what happens on Wednesday. Speaking of Wednesday, Vanderbilt football coach Clark Lee during the four o'clock hour. And then University of Tennessee play by play voice and a good friend, Bob Kessling, will join us at five on the button. We'll again open the phone lines up around 525. If you didn't see the uh, bowling commercial, We made the announcement today. The bowling event is going to happen. Second annual Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night will be Monday, November the 28th. That's the Monday after the Thanksgiving holiday. If you want more info, look at the commercial or go on my Twitter or Facebook sites. There is more info available. You'll see the commercial between now until eternity, We're going to sell this puppy out, and we'll see you tomorrow. Watson, you behave until then. Yes. Billy, you just try to behave, period. I'll try. I'll try, George. This is Main Street Media Television.